Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Nine. Twelve. Ten. Twenty-eight. Two. Twenty-three. This is Deep State Radio, coming to you direct from our super-secret studio in the third sub-basement of the Ministry of SNARK in Washington, D.C., and from other undisclosed locations across America and around the world. Hello and welcome to a special edition of our podcast, as we do every week. We have a conversation with an expert on a subject that is in the news, and we let our members come into a uh, small webinar room and pose some of the questions. Welcome members who are doing that with us today. Welcome everybody who is listening uh, today. We're joined by um, uh, Emeritus Scholar at the American Enterprise Institute, Norm Ornstein, who's also a contributor at The Atlantic and is a leading expert on how our democracy works or does not. Hi, Norm. How are you? I'm very good uh, and uh, glad to be with you again, David. Very glad to have you here. Uh, just a reminder to those of you who are in the webinar room who are going to participate in our discussion, the way that you can pose a question is you go to the little Q&A uh, button at the bottom of the Zoom screen, and you can then type in a question. I will uh, look at those questions and weave them into the conversation as we go. Don't do it via the chat function. Uh, don't raise your hand. Don't do those things. Just click on Q&A and give us questions. Uh, and we will uh, uh, get your questions directly to Norm. Um, no, I'll, I'll start with a couple, though. And um, I've noticed on uh, social media, you've been doing a lot of this recently, uh, uh, because a subject of, that, that you have established yourself as an expert on uh, has uh, had a kind of a, a, a renaissance as one of the hot topics in Washington, and that is um, the filibuster and how do, how do we work around it. And uh, we've discussed this here before, uh, but what makes this week different from past weeks um, uh, is the President of the United States has now said that he is uh, open to some idea of filibuster reform. Some of the centrists in the Democratic Party have indicated they're open to filibuster reform. And apparently enough of them have done this that it led Mitch McConnell uh, to make, uh, you know, uh, one of, you know, his little hypocritical displays on the floor of the Senate yesterday, where he, uh, he you know, he said that, uh, uh, you know, reforming the filibuster, changing the rules would be uh, would create a hundred car crash on, in, the, in the Senate, ruin its status as a deliberative body. Uh, so I'll start with you asking you to comment on Mitch McConnell, and then I'm going to go from there and ask you a little bit about what you think is possible in the way of filibuster reform. Uh, so starting with Mitch, and one of the things you probably noticed uh, in my uh, Twitter uh, uh, rants is uh, a warning to uh, journalists who regularly referred to Mitch McConnell as the institutionalist in the Senate. 
nobody has blown up more norms in the Senate, misused the filibuster uh, from what it had been and was intended to be. Uh, did a Supreme Court uh, confirmation uh, almost literally days before an election after blocking Barack Obama from getting one uh, almost a year before the election. Uh, so I could go on and on about that, but McConnell obviously knows that his power in the minority, a power that he's used to great effect uh, to enable Republicans to win huge victories in midterm contests in the past, rests on that minority ability easily without doing much of anything to block actions that the president wants or his party wants. And if you tinker with that, it will reduce his power. Now, could it be misused in the future? Uh, what would happen when Republicans take a majority? Sure, uh, certainly in some respects. But his outburst is a reflection of his nervousness at what could happen and is likely to happen. And frankly, his threat that he will take the Senate down going to DEFCON 1, um, which has also been basically taken at face value by too many in the news business, uh, ignores the reality that the majority has plenty of weapons to make uh, the minority's life miserable and to accomplish its ends. So I don't take what he said at face value or seriously, but it is a reflection of the understanding that McConnell has that if you alter the filibuster rule, it's going to have a bad effect on him. Yeah, and I would, I would add to that, if I may, that not only will it have a bad effect on him as the master of, of the minority strategies within the Senate, but uh, in particular, one of the things that the Democrats seem to be interested in doing is um, uh, passing legislation like H.R. 1 that seems, you know, that is focused on uh, countering uh, Republican efforts at voter suppression across the country. So, you know, you know, it's a twofold effect because they want to cheat in the Senate and they want to cheat nationally. Well, certainly the impetus for change now is far more democracy reform and election reform than anything else. We have over 250 efforts out across many states where there are Republican legislatures, Republican governors to alter voting rules to suppress votes. You know, a couple of uh, good examples. In Florida, they're trying to outlaw all drop boxes, making it much more difficult for people who want to vote by mail, and they're cutting the number of days in which you can do so. In Arizona, they have proposed a, uh, a new law that would say that if you cast a vote by mail on the Thursday before the election, five days in advance, and even if it is delivered by election day, it won't count. Uh, we have many, many other examples in Georgia where Republicans passed a whole series of laws to make voting by mail easier because they thought that was their voters. After an election that the governor and the secretary of state Republicans said was the fairest they had seen, uh, they're trying to repeal those because it turned out that they benefited Democrats and especially people of color. So finding ways to protect the right to vote is essential uh, for our democracy, and Democrats know it can't be done with the existing filibuster rule. 
Now, I'm not sure that they can get 50 votes for HR1 as it stands, which is a huge bill with an awful lot in it, some controversial provisions. But let's just talk about the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, um, which would take care of the uh, objections that the Supreme Court had in the Shelby County decision to a Voting Rights Act uh, set of amendments that had been adopted in Congress unanimously in one branch uh, and nearly unanimously in the other. And now Republicans oppose it. That tells you a lot about where we are in terms of voter suppression. Bring that up with a different kind of rule um, where Republicans have a burden on them to block it and they have to explain over and over again why they're for voter suppression. And you got a different reality in the world. And that's what we're talking about in terms of changing the filibuster there are not 50 votes in the Senate among Democrats to completely abolish the rule as it exists and simply move the margin for bringing up and passing every uh, piece of legislation by 50, 51 votes. But there, uh, now we're seeing the ice breaking for reforms that would shift the burden from where it is now entirely on the majority to putting it heavily on the minority, which is the way it was through most of the hundred plus years that we've had uh, any concept of a filibuster. This episode is available in its entirety to our fantastic members that support our work. Members receive access to exclusive content, an ad-free listening experience, access to transcripts of our episodes, an invitation to join our members-only Slack community, and more. If you become a founding insider, you'll receive a Deep State Radio face mask, a signed copy of David's book, Trader and exclusive access to our new weekly audio feature, Deep Thoughts by the Deep State Radio Network. To become a member, visit the dsrnetwork.com, click membership levels. For a limited time, use code SUPPORT at checkout and receive 20% off your membership. Thank you.